Hello and welcome to episode 18 of season 4 of The Three Amigos. I'm your host Mars and I'm joined by my amiga Kali and my amigo Hindo Monkey. Our amigo Don is taking the night off. Guys, how are we doing? Buenos dias. Yeah, not not too bad. Thanks, Mars Pan. Yeah, well, talking about not too bad and we don't want to jinx it, but uh, second week in the row, I believe you're the top amiga. So tell us about it. We start the, we start the pod with the with the highlights of the game week which is still going we're recording we're recording with 10 minutes to go or less from the Chelsea Tottenham game so tell us how you're doing Carly yeah yeah and I wasn't even on the pod to boast last time which is such a shame because you know how I enjoy being um number one amigo slash up never never (laughs) so humble right um yeah it it went what could have been a horror show like of extreme proportions because um, I did have Bednarak second on the bench, and as we know, navigating through a whole raft of team sheets in the middle of COVID and just having three uh, city players is is a scary prospect. But uh, I managed to not get him and his minus seven off the bench. And um, again, all my cheapies, in, in fact, all of my players except the Liverpool two, uh, Robbo and Salah, and of course Salah was my captain, so. Again, people, do not captain whoever I captain. That is the best piece of advice I can give you. But uh, everyone else uh, did really well again. And so I, my my good run continues and my cheapies continue to deliver. I, I think it was 77 all out. I have no one tonight, so that's me finished. Not bad, not bad. Uh, I believe I come in second only about a point or two above uh, PJ with um, uh, I was 68 before tonight and uh, looking at it I, I, I can't see Son doing anything so probably end up on 70 uh, no hits um, the, yeah the city the city trio did well the Villa uh, trio in the end with Martinez getting a weird uh, extra bonus on top of the of the safe points despite having a shoddy game uh, also did well uh, the interesting thing is I didn't have uh, uh, Sushik or, or, or Rafinha and at one stage I was a bit worried but that Grealish-Watkins um, combo plus DCL really made up and it's, it's, it's something we'll touch on later but you know like you can't have them all so you just have to to trust in your picks and just remember that you can only have 10 outfield players. Peter what about you? Yeah just below you strange week in the sense that if you um you know, if you told me that eight of my players would get returns, I would have bitten your hand off and would be celebrating a green arrow. But eight of my players have returned and I'm sat here with a red arrow because in an extraordinarily high scoring game week where the average of players above me, bearing in mind I'm sat at circa one million, is 72. So uh, my uh, my um, kind of high 60s uh, just below you, Mars, is, yeah, is not enough to make any ground up um, but only the two Liverpool boys and obviously Foden didn't play at all and Stuart Dallas could not repeat previous heroics off my bench um, so everyone else everyone else returned but most of them kind of returned kind of pretty pretty smallly and you know I didn't have uh, the uh, James Justins of the world that, that loads of people kind of kind of had or, or you know kind of picked my captain kind of particularly well so you know I think those kind of couple of things just meant that I just continues to tread water at the kind of six-figure mark, seven-figure mark even, where I've been for, uh, you know, three months now. But, you know, here you go. At this stage, I've reached the uh, Tom who got the assist um, uh, apathy kind of phase. (laughs) One welcoming, actually. It's much much better than the... um, kind of you know drama queen phase I suppose. <laughs> you still, you're still a princess yeah, but, uh, shout, shout out to Don because if he was here tonight he would have been the top I think he's in the 80s I haven't got he, uh, he's I didn't, flying albeit he's, like, he's, I should know you did not give a shout out to my score last did. week by the way you know I told Don off actually I said we should because I always do so um, I did I don't know if Peter will, like will back me up on differential that. captain it's interesting I will get onto it on the pod but this week obviously there's quite a few captain options or yeah, rather captain yeah. options um, and it it does feel that in order to make ground on a week you kind of have to go against the grain because um, but did we did, did, did anyone though most people captained uh, so, so 30 it was 32 percent of Salah 20 Bruno so th- those people captain Bruno obviously the happiest but 
I don't think it made much of a difference. I think it was the other players this time. It's funny, right? Because if you remember the first game... Look, all, all the players returned, except, except yeah. Liverpool out. Pretty much every well-known player returned. So you could have captained anyone except Salah, and he would have got, you know... Literally anyone. Yeah. Exactly. And it's funny it's because... if it's, I remember at the beginning of the season, we were saying, oh, only my premium is delivering. And I was like, well, that's enough. As long as my captain smashes it, I think Salah got me 40 points at the time. Um, and, and I think it was the same for you, uh, PJ. And, and I think it was you who said, well, only my premium. The rest are rubbish. Now it's the rest are doing well and the premium is and the well, captain is flopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that is literally exactly the case for, for my team at the moment because um, I, my improvement, I've gone from like 4 million in rank. I think I'm like 1.3 now or something. And that is on the basis of, the likes of Suchek and Rafinha. Well, Rafinha only the last three weeks, but it it is all my other players um, delivering, but seemingly not my captain options. Um, and and largely, I mean, as which, said, which shows that you can still have a good game week. It shows yeah, that you can absolutely. still have a good game week. I'm talking about good game weeks. Um, Peter, t- tell us about the, the the really good players. You know, the, the top the top of the crop. Yeah, well, I, well, actually, I've got I've got a bit of a um a, a sidebar on on the top five um about but uh, read out first and then and then I'll get to it. So the current top five and the three amigos FBL classic are a uh, new entry into it, uh, Nick Greenwood with three five two. Um, and I actually checked his historic formation, and I can assure you that he always plays three five two. Number four, Sky player in FPL, Paul. Up to number three, the sidings, Christopher Chavon. Number two, top of the clocks, Carl de Asher, and still at number one, Deraja Reddy and Marshall Law. But I thought I'd check, you know, and I, you know, I really don't want um, anyone to interpret this kind of badly if any of these five players are listening. But I thought I'd check the overall rank history of these players, just because it was interesting in terms of this series, this season. Because what I'm finding in in my mini leagues is that uh, so many players who are uh, have you know never kind of knocked boots with the kind of higher echelons of FBL are right up there you know wiping the asses of kind of esteemed Twitter accounts um, and so I thought I'd check you know are these players you know, actually people who, who've kind of been up been up in these in these places historically and the residing answer is no um, uh, four of them and I went down you know nine of the top ten these are players you know I don't want to single out names but their ranking history is is nowhere near the kind of levels that they are currently aspiring to. The majority of them haven't got a you know top hundred k, let alone top ten k rank anywhere near their names. Um, you know, I think the average overall rank of four of these top five players was about one point four million. You know, kind of overall. So you're not talking about players who've got a history of being up there. Fantastic that they're doing so well this season. Uh, however, special shout out to the anomaly in this list, which is the, as I've said before, increasingly poorly named Sky player in FPL, Paul. Yeah, Sir, I was going to say, Paul. Yeah, we've had him on the season. pod before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 48. He hasn't yeah. been playing for two years. <laughs> yeah, so he, we, we actually had uh, Paul on, uh, on the pod before, on the uh, GTKY, I believe. Uh, and yeah, he either won the Amigos League or did really well in Sky, because obviously by his name, he's actually he does really well in Sky, and he was number one in Wales from memory. So yeah, I remember him being a being a good player. Um, yes, no, no, well, he is. Yeah, he is the exception that proves the rule in the uh, you know what is a very casual landscape at the moment um, at, at the top of most of our mini leagues. Yeah. Well, um, so t- time for my rant. And I do, I do have, even though I've got my shisha going, so I'm a bit zen. Uh, but uh, my, yes. So, you know, there's a deadline for a reason. And uh, fretting about team news before the deadline, I absolutely get. Because you try to get as much information as, as possible. And they've changed it to half an hour extra. So, you know, those, those uh, uh, you know, leaks are not, um, helping anyone anymore but fretting about team news this is directed at one of the amigos I'm, I'm not going to say names PJ but you know um, fretting about team news uh, <laughs> before before games when the game week is halfway through when you can't control anything to me it's just it, winding yourself up and that's just not just to you I know we all do it I don't get the point 
I don't get the point of people who try to wind people up by sharing fake teams. I know we've got a big issue with the, with the Liverpool leagues, etc. But I just don't get it. There's nothing you can do. So why are you stressing yourself about it? Just chill. Let see what happens. And whatever team is, is, is done, is done. Just w- enjoy the football and worry about it later, before the deadline, not after the deadline. Marza. So what you're saying is that PJ should take up Shisha. PJ needs to chill. <laughs> PJ, well, like, like, yeah. In fairness, I was very stressed this week about team news. I won't lie. As, as the, it, it's not like it was going to make any difference what time it dropped, but... Uh, I was very, very I think stressed. It's fine. You can be stressed, but I guess people sometimes go out. We all do it. Is he starting? Is it, and I do Is he starting? Is he in? Is, is, Salah, is, is Salah arrested? Is Salah in? Oh, my God. Is this happening? And we're like, but you can't control it. There's nothing you can do. You can't change your team. Like, I get it in Sky because with Sky, you have uh, day by day, you can change players. Fair enough. But with FBL, you can't. So it's, it's, it, it really is pointless. Anyway, we, um, so we've got a, a couple of points to, to cover. Um, that we wanted to talk about. Um, and uh, But before we do that, I just want to quickly do that. What do we know so far? Because there's been some big announcements today. We know that there's a double game week 24 and a double game week 25 that's been announced. So for those who are not uh, like us, uh, sadly, on Twitter every minute, uh, there's been an announcement today where basically City... Uh, 20, uh, double game 24, which is what we anticipated has been announced. They've got uh, Spurs at home and Everton away. So that's their games. But there's also, um, so that means Everton has two games. So Everton have got uh, Fulham and City away. And then uh, the, the Burnley-Fulham game has been added to game 24, which means that uh, Burnley has got uh, Fulham uh, at home and Palace away. And Fulham have got Burnley away and Everton away. So we've got few games in game week 24. And also in 25, we've got uh, uh, Southampton and Leeds. So this is the infamous game that got moved that screwed a lot of people up. Uh, two of them that I'm sitting with on the pod tonight. So we'll quickly move over. Leeds Saints is now in game 25, which means Leeds have got Saints at home and Wolves away. And Saints have got uh, Leeds away and Chelsea at home. So obviously some big announcements uh, with f- with few uh, games dropping in now, uh, you know you have time now to 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 prepare for a double for two double game weeks coming up, potentially a treble. Well, well no, actually not potentially. We know double game week 26 will be the biggest one. So rolling a transfer or looking at your players now, seeing who you want to get, start making sense. You could even then then your team to 25 and wild card. Uh, so wild card after 25 before 26. So you can have a new team if you, if you need it. But I think with the fixtures, we might not even need to do that. So that's just a quick roundup. Of course, um, it's, it's, it's on Twitter. It's been announced by every club. And obviously, Ben summarizes it well, as, as he always does. So um, now, obviously, with the, with, with the doubles and, and the teams are playing, especially like the, the likes of Leeds, etc., and uh, even Southampton. But I want, we wanted to talk about the chief players. So we touched about them at the beginning. And Carly, I'm going to come to you first. Cheap mids, you've obviously had Sushik and Rafinha. They have been put in the premiums to shame. Uh, I mean, they've been performing really well consistently, even like Rafinha, you said, the last three weeks. But he plays in an attacking team. Sushik seems to just pops up and scores. People seem to be complaining that they're always benching one of them. Or um, should should we be benching now uh, cheap mids? Uh, and uh, because we are more too scared to bench the likes of Salah, etc. And can they be differential captain options? Tell us. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I'm loving my, my cheap guys because I've Gundy as well. Uh, so, I, I have a lot of money in the bank at the moment, actually, um, that I don't particularly want to spend because why would I get rid of the guys who are delivering? Um, okay, th- there's a few few pieces there. I mean, Firstly, what I would say is I I understand that a lot of people have stronger benches than normal at the moment, and that's a legacy thing from preparing for a bench boost in Game Week 19, whether you ended up playing it or not. Um, so many people have the likes of Suchek as seemingly their weakest or, let's be honest, their cheapest attacker. And so... They continue to bench him. The thing with Suchek at this point, I, I like I understand that being the case, you know, maybe a few weeks ago, 
but you just can't do it now. So he scored his first goal in game week eight, right? So there was those people who showed that potential, but there was those people who held on and on and on for ages, bless them. And then they got that first goal. So in the last 15 games, he's scored eight goals. So like, you can't really argue with a more than 50% strike rate for a circa 5 million midfielder. He's priced, he was priced at 5 million, right? I mean, his position suggests he shouldn't be returning like that, but he is. He's absolutely essential to that team. And he's like their most, I mean, obviously they've got Antonio as well, but he is one of their most potent threats. And he's now basically scoring every second game, slightly more than that. So I just think if you have Suchek, you need to either play him or sell him or stop owning. That sounds really Completely agree. But like, no, completely agree. Yeah, this is, he, he's been scoring. You know, it, this is not a new thing. Um, yeah. Sorry, you <clears> say something. <throat> that, yeah. No, I was going to say that I, I agree with you. And uh, PJ was laughing at me in the, I think the last pod when I said, I sold Sushik because I did not want to bench him. I knew I was going to bench him because I was always going to play the Son, the Salah, the, the Fernandez, the Grealish. So I knew he was going to be benched, if, especially if I played 3-4-3, right? So that's why I sold him, specifically because I did not want... I'm happy with my bench right now. Dallas one point, Brewster zero, Mitchell zero. Now, obviously, I might need them sometimes. And when, when I've needed them, I've been lucky and they've stepped in. But yeah, I am not... I, I deliberately sold him and that's why I didn't want to bench him. But I agree with you. If you've got him, you have to play him or just deal with the fact that I've seen benches. My God, I've seen benches that demolish any double bench, uh, any bench boost in a double game week. Honestly, I've yeah. seen scores. Justin Sushik and Rafinha on a bench plus uh, the, the Brighton keeper. But you know, it's, it's like- crazy. Here's the thing, right? And so Rafinha kind of comes into this as well. I mean, Suchek is a really extreme example, right? Because he's just been so prolific of late. Um, but like Rafinha, less so, certainly in the last three weeks, he's got two goals and two assists. Uh, I think he's four goals, four assists for the season. But he certainly looked to have embedded himself into that Leeds team now. And he just looks so threatening every time you watch him. Um, and, you know, they are an attacking team, Leeds. Yep. So he's a really exciting option and a, and a great differential in that respect. You run the same risk with him. And part of the issue is it's not like it's super easy to forecast when they will and won't score these goals. It, it's not. So you kind of just going to have to ride with the punches. There are so many form options at the moment that are affordable. You know, we've yep. discussed this, right? You, you have the, you know, Barnes didn't do anything this weekend, but he has been on form. Madison is on form. You've got Grealish. There are so many Gundy as we've Gundy, Raps, yes. And so the thing is, many. with 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 Kane out, KDB out, there's so much money going. And yeah. and in a way, apart from a double City defense, maybe you want a United defender. I would say there's not many expensive. Or if, you can still have three expensive defenders, four expensive yeah. defenders, and still afford a great team because the the cheap forwards are also doing well. The Antonio, the Bamford, the Watkins. DCL just scored. Um, okay, Adams is off Don't the boil. Sorry. But, Peter, let me ask you this. If Sushik was seven and a half, eight, would you? Would anyone bench him? Are we benching him because of his price? Yeah, well, I said that exact same point last week. It was just like, it's just, it's just bizarre. I can't, I still see it every week. You know, I mean, the GOAT, you know, at Lucy Heine benched him this week. The guy at the top of my mini league, um, uh, Gordon Nunn, who is not on Twitter, but, you know, he's a fantastic FBL player. Again, benched, benched him. And it's just purely because of his price. You know, it's just if it was an eight or nine million player, nobody would be benching him. If you just look at his his points over the past, you know, week, you, you, you're not you know, over the past few weeks, you're, you're not benching him on on form. You know, it's just it's just bizarre, particularly when, you know, you, you, you would he scored more points than Salah uh, than Son. Both Salah and Son, you know, were in, were in both these teams um, of very good FBL players. It, it's just I just find it odd. Now, I, I've not I've not owned uh, Suchek all season. Despite, I think I owned him for a couple of like, I think once and then I transferred him out and I, I think I got him in the three hit. But anyway, largely speaking, I've not I've not owned him, uh, which is. Him along with James Justin have been two of my most frustrating players of the season because I trumped them both at the beginning of the season and then inexplicably haven't owned them. But, you know, and I do, you know, 
one of the difficult things is that I, you know I would say Mars is that yeah you, you don't want players in your team who you feel tempted to bench but he, I can't understand just leave the money in the bank you know leave the money in the bank if you don't if you don't feel that there's you're not compelled to spend it I, I've got millions in the bank at the moment I was going to bring Kane Kane in for the West Brom match but obviously he's not going to make it Spurs are in rancid form so. I'm not just going to, you know, buy Bobby Firmino or Timo Werner just to spend the cash over someone like, you know, Antonio Bamford, Watkins, whoever it might be, who's banging form in those roles. It's just, you know, Suchek is he's an absolute weapon the way that West Ham and particularly the crosses that come in from Creswell in particular kind of play. If you'd have that double up all season, you know, it would cost you, what, 10 million at the start. Suchek and Creswell, you know, you'd be absolutely laughing. Those two, you know, easily the best, must be the best, uh, best value players in the game. But yeah, no, yeah. I can't, I can't. Or Suchek, or Suchek Antonio, or Suchek Antonio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, West, yeah, West Ham are scoring. West Ham are playing well. Look, look I think I tell you, what, look. So it, it's interesting, right? It's a really interesting discussion, and I agree. I think it is definitely the price. I remember saying um, the other when, when I had Cresswell and Dallas, so not, not the same players, but similar dilemma. Who do I bench? And I said, I said, I felt if it was if it was Kufal and Dallas, I would have uh, Sufal and Dallas, I would have started Dallas over Sufal because Leeds had the better game, and that's the game where where, where Dallas, by the way, scored, right? But I ended up benching Cresswell. Uh, sorry, starting Cresswell because he was more expensive. I just could not see me benching a 5.3 defender at the time he was. Uh, now I got lucky. He got the clean sheet, etc. Um, actually, I don't know if it was the, the game week they scored. Uh, he scored, but it doesn't matter. The reason I benched him was because of the money. I think it's some it's a bias in our head that the more expensive players will do better. But that's historically what's been happening. And I do believe also. So if we could, if we touch on, so we talked about benching them, playing them. With regards to captains, and and it comes also just with playing them. I think we have this. I have this theory that I can trust. The premium players, you know, we say form is temporary, class is permanent. And I think people were stung with Suchet because I brought him in in the double, did absolutely nothing, took him out and he started scoring. And I had him before and he scored he for me. Scored so he scored two goals right. in the next game, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I took him out for... So I took, it, I took Son out for him in the double, did nothing, brought Son back, he started scoring. Um, but it's because I, I trust the premium players and the big clubs to, 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 to win more than they lose. Um, and sometimes you rely on, um, the, you know, your West Ham's, your Southampton, your Everton, and they let you down. In I remember, you know, the whole Troy Deeney, I hate you thing is because I captained him in two games against really easy opposition and he did nothing. And it's just kind of I think people maybe are bitten before because but you see so many now you see a lot of differential picks and people are doing well with differential captains. But it's that formal of the premium uh, scoring a hold like Fernandez did if you didn't have him or Salah at home but we have I think sometimes you know for, okay Salah has just scored two goals so I, I you know I don't think it was the was it the right the wrong choice to captain him this game week Brighton are, are doing good numbers but Liverpool were on the up nobody we, we, okay Mane got injured but we didn't know that uh, we weren't sure if he would be back or not but I don't think it was the wrong choice but in hindsight, maybe it was. So would you now, Kai, would you consider captaining a Sushik or a Rafinha or a non-premium player? Gundogan, well, for example. Yeah, I mean, I, I did last week. I captained Gundogan last week. Um, and I almost captained him the week before when he hauled, but I ended up changing it. So this is the price bias coming in. Um, I ended up changing it like 20 minutes before the deadline and, and changed it to Bruno. And, and that week... Um, Gundy got two goals, right? So, um, you know, we're all guilty of this. I, I think it was a few weeks back on an episode I, I was talking about um, my first season, right, um, the Mares season. And it, there's that thing in your first season where you, you don't kind of have that bias or certainly I had completely fresh eyes, right? So I didn't even have player bias um, from being a fan. And... It was very much, okay, you know, Maris is scoring two goals every game. He's 5.5. I don't care. He's scoring the most. I'll captain him every week. And that was my best season. And I even noticed that the following season, 
after just one season, I already had these biases in place. And it's really hard to fight against them sometimes, that preconceived idea that you have to captain the, the, you know, the premium one because, as you said, it, it's price, but price is sort of a psychological indicator for quality, um, you know, but they're the most reliable. I have been trying in the last few weeks, and my, I'm, my, none of my captains are working, right, that the choices aren't wrong. I'm just a bit unlucky on captains at low, but um, – I have tried to move away from that. It, my team, I like PJ, I have a lot of money in the bank. I have a lot of cheapies playing at the moment. And I look at, for instance, you know, next week, Son has West Brom. And I think I have loads of money. I could upgrade any of my cheap midfielders to him. But I don't want to get rid of any of them because they're in form. And this season, form is really all we have to go on because there's like there's so many things that are contradictory to what we would ordinarily do. So I think why not captain the cheap guy that's in form? He's not going to be that cheap next year. Rafinha won't be. No. Suchek won't be. No. Now, yeah, they're not going to be seller price, but they're still going to be yeah. more expensive. They are just these price, these prices because there wasn't enough information about them. You yeah, know? they'll be around the 8, eight point, They'll be around the eight, seven point five eight seven four. 0.5 to 8.5 million, I reckon. Uh, PJ, do you think, as well as price and as well as the premium, it's the um, we are scared of the ownership of the premiums? So, you know, Salah's highly owned, Son is highly owned, Fernandez is highly owned, Sushi, Crofini, because sometimes what I found myself, so last week I was considering Grealish. And I thought about it and I was like, you know, it's differential enough for me to own him plus two other Villas. That's not many people have that. And Villa has served me well. Do you think there's that also in the back of our minds, in the FPL players' minds that, you know, it's fine enough for me to have him, but I'll go with the, with, with the obvious captain in case they haul and then you, you just fall so far behind? Yeah, definitely. I think I think particularly um, for those of us who are obviously very active on Twitter, I think it's very much kind of group mentality kind of FOMO that you you just dare go against the kind of grain and, and it's a very kind of brave person that that does and and you know it's a difficult I, I just see I think it's pretty 50 50 I don't have kind of stats necessarily to back it up but just my, my kind of general feel of those who uh, of how many times a big captain kind of blanks just, just in terms of how many times a big captain hauls. And uh, if Salah had scored two goals this weekend, everyone would be like, well, you know, it was it was obvious that you know Salah was going to do that. You know, against Brighton, the form he's in, it's like, why would you? Why would you not? Kind of, you know, that's what you get if you go against that. And I think I think it's also particularly on Twitter that fear of that kind of those kind of recriminations coming against you as well in terms of like you're going to you're going to feel that you look like an idiot in the community if if you go against a a kind of captain pick um uh, yeah it it's it, it's a bit of a difficult one big captains haven't actually worked out very well this season uh, it's one of the reasons why uh obviously we're seeing a kind of you know a lot of kind of um more kind of casual players kind of to, towards a kind of higher higher echelons because those big the faith in those big players uh, you know, particularly the kind of Salah, uh, kind of uh, KDB has flattered as Eve. You know, he's played very well, but from an FBL asset, he's not gone big very often. Uh, you know, these highly owned, well captain premium players haven't actually delivered. And actually, it's been a season where, you know, it, 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 it's not it's not that there's been loads of loads of really different cheap players popping up week in week out either. You, you've had a steady stream of very consistent cheap players, particularly from Leeds, Villa and West Ham. Southampton have dipped in and out as well. But those three clubs have consistently had two or three players who are, you know, in, in reflection of their price, performing extremely well. So, for example, with the massive, massive caveat of if Kylie is doing this, I clearly am going to have to rethink. But, you know, I, I, it's certainly my plan to be captaining Rafina this game week because he's in sensational form. He's got a really good fixture. He's playing for a team who are very attacking, who have scored lots of goals. Why would I not captain him? Because he's 5.2 when Bruno Fernandez is 11 million or however much he costs now at home to Evan. You know, uh, Rafinha's in as good a 
perform of anyone in the game, uh, he, you know, with with a good fixture as well. He ticks every box. The only box he doesn't tick is he's 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 a cheap he's a cheap mid. So you know, it's it, it, exactly like while I was vilified, perhaps correctly, for captaining Barkley, if my Rafina punt, you know, doesn't go my way, people will be like, why on earth did you captain Rafina? It's like, well, well, actually. Because I'm taking Price out of the equation because Price is utterly irrelevant or should be irrelevant. I'm captaining someone who is in my squad, who is the most informed, who has the best fixture for a team who's extremely attacking. So I think, you know, if you're in a position like me, just finally, where, you know, and Kylie, for that matter, who are, you know, way down in the kind of, you know, early millions... You know, you, we're not going to make up any ground. This week has proven that. We're not going to make up any ground captaining Salah, Fernandez, Kane, KDB, whoever it might be. We're going to make up ground by actually captaining, you know, those other differential players because otherwise we're just going to be kind of, you know, continuously kind of treading water at this age because you have to get about 70 points plus to even get a green arrow at the moment. Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to interject here quickly um, to reassure you that because I love Rafinha so much and he's such an excellent differential for me in general uh, and also <laughs> in my mid-league, I will not be captaining. Great stuff. Because I would like his points to continue. So, <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I, by the way, I completely agree and I see the logic of everything that we've said. On the other hand, I don't have Sushi Korofinia and I still scored 70 points, right? So I think we have to remember the other thing is what we have to remember is you can't own all the players. So we're not saying go rip up your team and get them. But of course, if you have players that you feel are underperforming, um, and w- this takes us into the, into the next topic, it, don't be scared of, of uh, uh, swapping players around, etc. So, PJ, I'm going to come to you because you're neutral. I don't really, I, I, I have my own thoughts about this and a bit maybe too emotionally attached. But Liverpool, Liverpool have been in horrendous form. You know, you laugh, but the injuries, the uh, club has come out and said mental fatigue as well, etc. Um, something is not right, especially now if if Mane is still out, Allison is still out, etc. We've got they got City. Would you be benching or selling Salah to bring in a Suchik or a Finia if you don't have him or any other cheaper player? What do you do with your Liverpool assets? I think I think. With Salah, it's really, really tough. I will be removing Andy Robertson. Um, I thought, uh, you know, this week, I thought he was a season keeper for me. But um, I can't hold on to him at that price anymore when Liverpool aren't keeping clean sheets. And Robertson is taking on a lot more responsibility for the fact that, like you say, you've got a lot of injuries and you've got not a lot of experience as centre-back. So it's become very obvious to me watching the Liverpool games of the last few weeks but Robertson is not getting forward anymore because he's doing more defensive work fundamentally. And you're not be defending that badly. You know, you're only conceding the odd goal here and there. Um, but he is not getting forward because he's 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 doing more at the back. That's not what I want from an FBL asset. Not certainly not when you can't keep clean sheets anyway. That's just too much money. So if I had Robertson, which I do, or, or Trent. Uh, or any of those kind of Liverpool defenders that are still fit, um, I would be I would be moving them on for cheaper assets who have double game weeks on the horizon. Um, yeah, which which I don't think we've kind of quite quite touched on in detail yet, but um, uh, certainly there are teams coming up with good defensive fixtures who are a lot cheaper. Salah is a really tricky one. Personally, as I say, I don't like selling Salah because he he's always involved. He's on penalties. He can score out of nothing. You know, we we don't. You know, you don't say that about a lot of players, but Salah is a player who can who can just literally score out of absolute nothing. So he's someone who I always want in my team. I I couldn't I, I couldn't bench him no, and I couldn't take him out for a very a very cheap kind of player. I could certainly not captain him. Um, and not just in this game. Obviously, Man City game is not really a game where maybe a lot of people were captain him anyway, but. I, you know, the form that he's in at the moment, I could see myself just keeping him in my team and not captaining him and just accepting the fact that, yeah, he'll probably score, you know, a, a brace every now and again because, you know, he's he's that way involved. But no, it might it might play off. It might pay off. I, I think that, you know, Liverpool have to win that game. And yes, you, you're poorly out of form, but you are at home and you've still got a very good home record for last match notwithstanding. I just can't see you losing back to back kind of home matches and. I've got I've got a double city defence. I'll be benching I'll be benching John Stones this this weekend as well. I'll be playing Cancelo, but I, I can't take a double Man City defence and Salah 
into that fixture. It just seems very counterintuitive to me. So my move will be to bench Stones and play Cancelo, who's obviously very attacking, and Salah, yeah. and, and take and take Robertson out of that. Um, I can't. A lot of people have will have five players in that match before moves, and as did I with Foden as well. But um, I, you know, I, I, there's no way I'm playing five people in in one football match. That's what Flapjack does, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So no, it's difficult. I, I can see it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take Salah out. Now. I just have to think that Liverpool will just, you know, you will just will just click again. And you showed glimmers of it. You know, Salah looked good for one week. Mane looked good. Mane's a huge loss. Huge loss because, and particularly down that left hand side, him and Robbo are such a force of nature. You know, you've got the best left hand side of the league on Son. Um, and at the moment, that's just that's just you know not really happening. So providing Mane's fit. I think I think if Klopp comes out and says look, Mane's not going to make the uh, Manchester City game, I, I yeah, and someone wants to bench Salah, I could probably say yeah, all right. If you're one of these bench boosters like that, Don uh, was it has got a ridiculous eight man forward line, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, he does. You yeah. know, choosing between Dominic Calvert Lewin and didn't he bench Rashford or something insane this week? So if you're in that situation, <laughs> yeah, I could see I could see Salah. I could see probably benching Salah for a week, but. I think I think if Mane plays, I think Salah, Mane, Firmino will all play, and other than one centre back, you'll probably be your first choice eleven. Um, and in a game you've got to win, no, I don't think I don't think I could do that. No. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I uh, I agree with regards to Salah. I'm not sure I, I'd want to keep him, but I don't know if it's my Liverpool bias or not. I'd, I always say with those premiums, if you sell them, you need to have the money to bring them back. Because, like you said, they could just turn up like, just like he did against West Ham um, with a brace. So, um, Cardi, what do you think? Would you be benching or selling a Salah or a Liverpool defender? You said you, you also... Because selling, <clears throat> selling a Liverpool defender with United doing so well, good fixtures, City if you don't have a double City, etc., plus the Liverpool game, it's, it's, not, it's not something that is not viable. It's obviously a viable option. But yeah. what about Salah? Oh, well, I mean, I would just say my thoughts pretty much exactly echo and my situation pretty much exactly echoes uh, PJ's and that I am one of those people that have five currently have five players marching into that weekend match, which is really far from ideal. My entire defence, uh, as in the three man defence that I play, is comprised of those those players. I have Diaz, I have Cancelo and I have Robertson uh, and then I have Gundy and seller um so on robo i am selling him for all of the reasons that the pj has just mentioned um there are other better options for me to look at at the moment on seller i pretty much <laughs> agree there as well i feel like you know if it were a situation where money was an object, you know, just say we had KDB and he was on absolute flying form and, you know, there was an Aguero and a Kane on form and all of this situation where money is an issue, then I probably would be looking very critically at Salah and weighing up whether I wanted to sell him. It's always a nervy thing with Salah, though. It doesn't feel comfortable. It never feels comfortable because I always feel that he can score even when not playing especially well or if Liverpool's a bit off form. He's a player I like to have in my team. Currently, I do not need the money and I'm looking around and I'm thinking, do you know what? I'm not sure who I'd back enough that I want to bring in to that spot over and above Salah that I think is going to absolutely justify my getting rid of him for. I just don't see it. And absolutely, that could be a case of blinkers. Undoubtedly, there will be plenty of performance. But for me right now, I just don't feel the conviction about it. So I will be going in with Salah. I'm not looking to get rid of him yet. Yeah, if this continues, right, and I think maybe if we hadn't had two goals just the the game before last, you know, we could have been sort of full sirens, right, because we've never gone anything like this with, with continued blanks for him. But yeah, just not yet for me. I think they need to well, don't score. Don't forget, wants to score. Yeah, Fernandez didn't had nothing in six, I think, or yeah. four until until the Southampton had to go to down to ten men, um, right? And uh, yeah, go Japan, exactly. etc. And suddenly there's seventeen points. These key players will can always just pull a rabbit out of the hat and just 
punish you, unfortunately. And like you said, it's the lack of options. So to be honest, unless you're selling him for a, a, a Sushi Corofinia, which is, I don't know if I can have the balls to do that personally. I don't own either, and I, I don't know if I would. But they are so, form players, yeah. They like, are form players, absolutely, absolutely. But it would but be a hard, Salah, hard it, ballsy call. Really, really ballsy call, absolutely. Um, I think the one thing that would change my mind, so for example, right now, I will keep Son for West Brom. But Son is definitely on the chopping block uh, for me. Uh, with the doubles coming up, I might, I might sell him uh, for, for Rafinha, for example, because Spurs are not playing well. And um, especially if I wildcard, if they have a double. If Liverpool don't have a double in 26, and then other teams do, or KDB comes back, etc., then I would consider selling Salah for that game. Because yeah, there's a they, motivation. The thing is, Liverpool are also playing Chelsea in game week 29, and Chelsea are playing Barnsley in the Cup. They smashed them 6-0 in, in the Cal, in the Cabuero Cup. So the, 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 the probability of the Liverpool game going ahead, which is why you would keep him, especially if you didn't have a wild, uh, if you didn't have a free hit, etc., is because they don't, Liverpool usually are out of the cup and they don't blank in the blank game week. If you remember Salah scoring 40 points when we all captained him against Watford once. But I can't see that. It, it would be miracles if that, if Chelsea don't, don't progress, right? So, that then I would consider selling him, but not not yet, not right now. Let's see. Obviously, as a Liverpool fan, I want them to turn the corner or get back to the to those winning ways. It's interesting because we used to say without Manny, he's the man, and we were and maybe when we saw that Manny might be out, we're like, yeah, great. His 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 records and stats without Manny is brilliant. But now we're saying he needs Manny back. I think Liverpool do. Liverpool need just the the attacking. A lot of the game, a lot of the balance has been taken out with everything that's going. Um, and, and let's see. Anyway, I think we'll talk. I think we're all agreeing on, on, on uh, anyway, our thoughts about it. I'm sure there's different thoughts out there. So we quickly move on. Uh, we've got a few um, listener questions. So we start with our mate, FBL Dave at Clubs, uh, Clubs underscore Mug, who basically said, I ask questions, I don't listen. So brilliant. Thank you, Dave, for that. <laughs> um, uh, discuss Bamford captain versus Palace, and I have seen Palace defensive stats. They are shite. Do not lie. We don't lie on this point. Uh, yes, so he not quickly because we'll just know anyway. Yeah, we will discuss captains because two of you have Bamford, I believe. Would you captain Bamford against Palace? I yes or no? Bamford. You don't have Bamford, okay? If you had him, would you captain him against Palace? Definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he's eminently captain. A striker in a in the team that's scoring well. I mean, look, I sold him for Dominic Calvert-Lewin because I saw that Newcastle fixture and I got all giddy and I knew Everton might have a double. It was a mistake. I glad glad uh, gladly take the Calvert-Lewin points from last week. Had the doubles not been announced, I probably would have sold him back and just gone back to to Bath and say whatever I said, whatever I did, I didn't mean it. I want you back. I want you back. I want you back for Me good. Too. <laughs> 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 exactly, but I might hold off and then bring him for the double in 25. Absolutely, I thought I it felt wrong and dirty celebrating Dominic Calvert Lewin. Uh, well, so it as a little... <laughs> Yes, it did. So there you go, Dave. Uh, you can captain. Well, him. Uh, and just quickly on that, I mean, PJ's already talked earlier in the pod about captaining Rafinha. The only reason I'm not captaining Rafinha is because I like him too much and I don't want to destroy him as a potential points generator for me so it is a week where you should consider those just think about form forget the price yeah agree uh fpl uh, magpie at nordic magpie is it viable to go with that pool player still on salah myself and see a lot of people talk about it's not an option to sell mainly because the earlier seasons and that things will turn around so we discussed liverpool in in in, uh, in depth before i think we're all saying we would keep salah for now so that's that's your answer uh, our our uh, our colleague and friend colleague friend uh, <laughs> Morpheus Fire, FBL Twitter trolls post fake team info. I have access to the ITK to the ITK goat in the no go. I don't know who he's talking about here. Um, uh, it's post deadline. Best course of action: A. Ignore all the noise and wait for my ITK. B. Completely freak out. Have a Twitter meltdown and start blocking people. Who would do that? And C. Get off Twitter because it's post deadline. Monkey. A, B, or C? <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> well, I think the last one's a little bit, you know, kind of just, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a bit idealistic, isn't it? Really, you're basically telling people that because those out there are unable to 
stop themselves spreading fake news, people should leave a platform so that they're not offended by it. It just smacks a victim mentality to me. So I'm I'm a bit disappointed by 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 Morpheus, so both A and C in in his answer there. I, I think you have to attack. You have to attack the problem at the cause. Which is, so you say. So you say you're a bee, completely freak out. Stop, have a Twitter meltdown and stop, stop spreading. Well, no, what I'm saying is <laughs> for people to stop spreading fake shit to begin with, and then we wouldn't be in a position, you know, rather than saying to people, well, why do you react to people spreading fake shit? Should not the question be, why are people spreading fake shit, and what can we do? I would say, I would say yeah, look, I, I, I agree with you. Particularly as a Liverpool fan, we've spoken about this before, you know, Liverpool, you know, it doesn't happen with, you know, there's no Bruno Fernandes is rested rumours that ever circulate, or Kevin De Bruyne always, you know, stepped on Lego and he, he might be out, or, you know, my mm. dog's nan's gran, you know, I don't know, wank partner says that, um, uh, you know, they saw him in the canteen. It's just, it's just, it's just bizarre with Liverpool that we, that we kind of get this, and um, it does come from somewhere fundamentally. People, it's not, you know, Owen or whoever it is on Twitter doesn't just randomly make up these kind of rumours <laughs> off the top of their head. I, I would say, what I would say is, check your sources. I'm still stuck on your dog's nan's brands because, gosh, that's going way back up the family tree. Uh, wank partner, that, that's. <laughs> I would say some people have been Kylie, don't you? I would listen. I would say check your sources. There's absolutely viable sources that come on Twitter, and people know who they are. I've seen one for Chelsea. I've seen some for Liverpool, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but I've also seen a lot. Of, and, and where I disagree with you is, I think it's out of your control. So what's in your control is to to cut the noise. You can definitely cut the noise because some some random dude saying. Oh, I heard this guy is benched. And then a, tw- a, a rumor starts. It's hilarious. When I see something like this, I either laugh or I go to the people that I trust and say, have you heard anything? And if they say no, I'm like, OK. But like, for example, yesterday with the Allison stuff, I knew before that there was something going on because I knew there's people that I trusted that have said, hmm, we think there is something going on here with Allison. So, but it was post deadline, so it made no sense. The Allison news was relatively consistent. The Salah stuff was was all over the place. The only thing I would agree with is that it's post deadline. Nothing can, nothing. You you can't change anything. I I agree completely with that. So that's a very valid point to say why you bother stressing, or indeed why you even bother making shit up um, when it's it's you know there's nothing that anybody can do about that. I do agree with that. However, what I would say is a week on Saturday, Liverpool play the early kickoff. Uh, which I haven't done that in a long time. Oh, and, God. You know, as well the as meltdown. I, there is going to be no end of shit on Twitter <laughs> about that Liverpool team. And people are going to make decisions. And we already have. Some of us, I can't remember if anyone else joined me, but I took Salah out when he was... Yeah, the last time. You know, but, I mean, he was, but it was it was benched. It was true. Now he came yeah, no, on and scored true. a break. I'm not saying it wasn't yeah. true, but I'm saying that decisions were made based on the information. And that's exactly why FPL moved the deadline to yeah. stop people um, being able to do that. And they can't do it about any other club in the Premier League except Liverpool. So I'm just saying, ask me that question in a week's time when half of Twitter has changed their team based on potentially erroneous information. But you see, I think you say that because you, because Liverpool players are sought after. And being a... I'm not going to say being a big club, but there's a lot of coverage. I know for a fact there's Chelsea people on, and they say, they they say this guy's not this guy's not in. That's all. Literally one tweet. This guy's not in. And if you pay attention, you will see it. Especially when it was around the James Zuma, uh, Rudiger, and uh, who was the other, the other defender, uh, Aspelicueta, who's starting, who's not. They were calling it right. Now, if you remember a few seasons ago, it was the I think Samuel Jackson or, or Jackson something Jackson, City Aguero. And so many people took the armband off because they thought Aguero wasn't playing. He got it wrong. And I hammered him I, because he, was, he is a journalist. He is a Danger. verified journalist. I don't expect verified journalists. So, for example, James Pearce from the Echo for Liverpool or, these guys, or Paul Joyce uh, from the Times for Liverpool. If they come out and say something, I will listen to them because I know they have inside channels. Now, these guys would never do. So listening to the information, you really have to filter where the source, as I call it, is coming from. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll, um, uh, I did say to Morpheus, I'm celebrating that there was no uh, option of sex party. And he said that was option D. Um, 
who's the who's the uh, Boselli uh, at FBL underscore Latex underscore? Do I bench Robo and play Sufal instead? The fixture dictate, but form and price doesn't. So obviously we discussed this in depth. Uh, you both are selling Robo. Um, I would say there's nothing yeah. wrong with benching him and playing Sufal, who uh, who've got uh, Fulham away. But Fulham are a team that has been able uh, that has scored and can score, and I think they came very close of scoring against Leicester. So it's uh, it's City are more likely. There's nothing wrong with 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 uh, with with benching Robo for that one. Uh, Jonathan Strack at J Strack one. Is it time for Salah to be moved on? And if so, what are the best options? So we talked about Salah, but what options do we have? If you were to sell Salah right now and KDB's out, would you go to Sterling, for example, if you don't have three city slots, knowing there's a double game week? Or would you go to Rodriguez, knowing Everton? Although he he just he so he could be fresh. He didn't play last game week. What, what, Monkey, what uh, what do you think? Yeah. Op- options for Salah. Yeah, I mean, it's a bold person who does it. A lot of people have probably got a bit of value on it, but he doesn't have a double game week, and you know we know that there's a couple kind of coming up. So I think I think moving to a one week punt is risky because I mean, who other than maybe yeah maybe Rafina as we've kind of mentioned, who is someone who I think has a very standout fixture and has a double kind of coming up. So. I, I certainly think that's a potential option, or maybe if you don't own Fernandez or Rashford, um, those are you know those are potential options as well. But even if just people just just want to you know maybe have a little bit of fun, I, I think you know I, I I think there's a lot of you know there's a lot of options out there. Grealish as well is another one. You know again you know a lot there's a lot of clubs out there who are going to have. Um, kind of doubles Sigurdsson, you know, he's got a double on the horizon as well. Um, Everton seems to have kind of turned a bit of a, a bit of a corner, or certainly he has. He's he's playing every game. I assumed he'd just be rotated back out of the team once they had all their players back. But you know, he kept uh, James Rodriguez on the bench the entire match uh, last game, and you know, um, you know, got another attacking return. So. You know, there's a lot of players out there. Newcastle, ultimate one-week punt team against a Southampton team who are massively depleted by injury, have just been, you know, destroyed 9-0 again. You know, there's, there's some there's some potential kind of real punts on there. So it's not something I'm going to do. Like I said, I'll be playing Salah. Um, yeah. But, you know, if you want to do it, that's, that's what makes a cut hard game so difficult, man. There are so many players. Madison, Madison, Madison is another we, one, yeah. Leicester Lester, yeah, Lester, doing well. I would say this. Right now, we've got, <clears throat> what is it? We are, uh, we've got about 15 game weeks left. If you are in the 2 million, 1 million, 3 million, what's the point? What's the point of having a Salah? Yeah. Oh, just, just go different because you need to climb. And the only way, like you said, Monkey right at the beginning and you Kylie you have to go different a little bit now I'm not saying go fully 11 differentials but Salah's off form he's got a tough fixture go for someone else don't be scared because it's the only way you're going to climb so uh, there we go uh, and I think last question Adrian at Adrian JP 15 play Diaz and Ben Storms this game week to play other defenders with better fixtures so this is a question with whichever one if you have a double city defenders are you playing both of them or are you benching one well, I was just going to say both PJ and I are, are in that situation where we, and we both have. Oh, you do as well. All right. So, so we're all in that situation. Uh, I, I mean, I think everyone's preference would be to play, if you have Cancelo, to play Cancelo just because of upside. Um, I have Diaz as my other one. Uh, I think Stones is more easily benched. Diaz is such a bonus magnet. I love him. Um, and he plays every game, but is he going to keep a clean sheet? Mm, you know. I hope not. So, if you have good options, add bench ones. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm, I've got two. I've got Diaz and Cancelo, just like uh, uh, like most. And uh, I'm, I'm, at the moment, I'm starting Cancelo and TAA with Dallas and benching Diaz. Just, again, it's the upside. If uh, I see, well, I don't want to jinx it, but I see his his ceiling is six and potentially bonus points. But let's put it this way: if City win, there will it's not it, he's not gonna get bonus points because they probably win by by a fine margin because they will outplay us. I feel, and um, and then it would have meant that it's six points. Now, obviously, he could come in and score a header from a corner, but you don't we don't know that. I agree. Cancelo coming off early as well. 
just after 60 minutes uh, gives gives him that that push, but it's more that attacking. All right, so uh, that's all we have for questions. Let's move uh, quickly on to captains and transfers. So, PJ, I'll come to you first. You said you're selling Robo and you're captaining Rafinha. Who, well, who are you bringing in? I'm going to say to Sus. I'm going to go to Kylie first. I need to find out what she's doing. You know, it's okay, always, fine. she's going to lie anyway. So just, you know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I've already told you I'm not going to captain. See, um, I need to captain whoever is going to be most damaging um, if I break them, right? So, uh, like, as in, you know, who can I, how many people can I wipe out the most? So I kind of want to be, like, targeting that. It's good to it's good to have you back on. You know, I had to go a whole pod without you with two people who didn't believe in witchcraft. Like you clearly, clearly, <laughs> wholeheartedly so, believe it. <laughs> I I do. I mean, I I really do. I get angry at people if they show me their team after sixty minutes if I have one of those defenders because I, at my absolute conviction that if I see the app with my defenders playing. After 60 minutes, with those points added, they will lose them. And I've not once had an experience where that has... Is that out with any reality, Kylie? Yes, not one. (laughs) I can tell you, after five years playing this game, not once have I seen it and then not have that clean sheet wiped out. Every single time. All right, all right, all right. Oh, anyway, sorry. Kylie, who who are you buying in for Robertson? Um, I, I don't know that yet. I've looked at... So... And my transfers have, have largely been working out, so this isn't too dangerous. Um, I've been looking at uh, – well, I was looking at Shaw as as, an op, as one of the options. I have a couple of transfers. Um, now, I've got the news about the double game week dropping in, so that kind of shakes things up. You know, maybe Digne becomes an option. I don't actually know yet because that news has just dropped before the pod. So I will have a little think about that. Um, but I, in terms of captaincy, um, oh, see, I like most of my team. I might have to break Bruno. I don't want to captain Bruno, but I don't want to captain any of the players that I like. It's a very challenging situation. Cool. Okay, PJ, now that you've heard what Carly's doing, what are you doing? <laughs> or not, as the case may be. Um, yeah. I'm taking out Robertson, um, and I think I'm going to go for a bit of punt on um, Ben Mee, actually. Um, uh, in, a, in a bit of a left field selection, credit to Tom who got the assist for uh, highlighting um, to me when I saw the double game week announcement, I was tempted to move on Sam Johnston um, just in a kind of vague hope that a keeper might ever get me more than two points and um, obviously bring uh, Nick Pope in. But then uh, I realised um, that actually, you know, I wanted to kind of, you know, I had far too much money in my defence and this was probably a good opportunity to kind of to kind of fix that and I was gonna bench Robbo anyway this week so you know why not let's let's play Stuart Dallas let's bring him into the actual team I'm gonna take Robbo out for Ben Mee who has four very good um kind of fixtures I think what is it West Brom Palace um you know uh, kind of a, a couple of other kind of very agreeable kind of ones um kind of four fixtures in the next three games now so, so i'm going to bring in ben me i may do another another move but i probably will will roll that additional transfer um foden out would be the one i'm kind of toying with um but i'm pretty sure he's going to start against liverpool and that has you know smacks of him scoring against liverpool as soon as i take him out written all over him so i think i will probably um uh, I will probably kind of just do Robertson to me, captain on Rafina, like I said, and I'll be benching Dominic Calvert-Lewin. So I'll be back in the, um, uh, particularly as a Man United fan, um, uh, hatred camp if he does anything along with Kylie. Uh, and cool. actually, Maz, I really need to know your transfers, like because that might help my, with my decisions. I'm not, I'm not taking it, I'm rolling. <laughs> In the last three game weeks, well, well for, for reasons, like I said, I didn't want to play. I didn't want to bench these guys. But it's, <clears throat> I haven't moved down too much. It, it's, I've, been, I've been going well. And then it's kind of been a bit of a rocky ride. Um, and, and, and it's just because I changed tactics. I've made moves that I wouldn't usually do, etc. So I'm just going to settle the ship. No moves for now. Roll the transfer and then start, uh, you know, looking at 24, 25, 26. Um, Definitely uh, bringing uh, Bamford back, for example, for 25, for 24. Funnily enough, I just sold Dinier, so he'll probably come back because I've already got three City. Uh, 
Pope is on the radar and I'm not really interested in Fulham and I'm not interested in any other... <clears throat> would I sell any of my players for any more any other Everton players? I've got two. They're playing City. So it's really the extra game against Fulham, to be honest. Um, and then, um, uh, yeah, uh, not interested in Fulham players, not interested in any outfield player of Burnley. Um, so probably Pope uh, for, for, for those uh, two, two transfers that I've built up. Um, captain at the moment is Son, just because of the fixture right now, it's on him. But I need to see how... You know, West, West Brom at home, I mean, come on, if, if Mourinho's going to win one game, it has to be that one, right? You'd think so, but West Brom are awful. Hashtag no disrespect, but so are Spurs. Um, so I need to see. Uh, I haven't really uh, given it much thought. It, the problem is, um, it, it, could, it could even be Grealish against Arsenal, to be honest, because I think Villa, um, uh, they won at Arsenal, and I think Villa uh, attacking play would be too much for them. But, no, Leno. Uh, no Leno and uh, Villa just an attacking team. But like I've said before, I think having three of them is my differential. So uh, it probably most likely keep it with Son um, uh, unless I see something uh, completely, uh, you know, uh, mad. Or if Jose gets sacked, then I'll definitely will, will keep it on Son. And that's all we have time for. I've been Mars at Mars05, Kylie at Kylie FPL. Uh, PJ at Hindu Monkey and Labs and Don at the Marple Curse. Make sure you follow our account at the Three Amigos FBL. Uh, like, share, retweet the pod. Uh, give us a, a five-star review if you like it. That's the best way that you can support us. Please stay safe, cherish the loved ones, and try and enjoy FBL. Adios, amigos. Adios.